Hi, everybody. I'm Heather, and Trish and I are back with our summer series podcast. And today, Trish is going to talk about getting your Z's. Yes, that means sleep, which is so important. But first, a little about us. Trish and I are two fit models with near identical size six body measurements. And we've been paid to maintain those exact measurements under contract for a span of 20 plus years. We're writing a book called Paid to Be Perfect to share what we've learned over those 20 plus years in an effort to help you find your own version of perfect. Our book will be out later this year. And in the meantime, we're sharing what works for us right now. So Trish, tell us why sleep is so important. Yes, I'm excited about this topic today because one thing that you and I both have in common is that we're rock star sleepers. Yes, I love to sleep. Sleep (laughs) is great. And honestly, I hear uh, so often from busy women that they have trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep. And we, I know that the two of us, we go to sleep easily, seldom wake up in the night. And often my body um, wakes up fully rested before my alarm clock, kind of predicting the end of my sleep for the night. And my hope is that the tips and action steps that I share and that uh, that you share uh, periodically throughout, Heather, uh, that it will help other people become rock star sleepers. So sleep, sure. sleep is just so important to our overall health. It helps us feel and be our best. Our goal in creating the Fit Model Series book or Fit Model Secrets book um, it, and this podcast is to help you find your perfect. And sleep is, is an important element in this process and why we're talking about it today. Okay, so for tip one, and I believe the most important and maybe the hardest is to set a regular bedtime and wake up time. Yes, even on the weekends, this will help create your internal sleep clock, helping your body know when you, when to expect sleep, how to help you prepare for it and help you easily awake out of it. Well, let me interrupt there just real quick, because it's so funny how we do this for our kids. Mm -hmm. You know, we have a set time for them to go to bed and set time for them to get up. But a lot of times we don't do the same thing for ourselves. So it's just as important as if not, because I mean, kids are more resilient in a lot of ways. If not, it's even more important for us because uh, they bounce back and can do whatever so quickly, even on fumes. So (laughs) yes, we need our, 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 uh, our scheduled times to go to bed and wake up as well. Absolutely. And it doesn't mean that you can't stay out a little later than usual for an occasional party or concert or visit with friends. Just don't do it multiple times during the week. Uh, My goal is always to be asleep by 10 p.m. every night, even on the weekends. If I do flux on a weekend, I try to do it more, not more than an hour or so past my usual bedtime or sleep in more than an hour or so past my usual wake up time. Uh, This helps to prevent the sleep hangover that uh, many feel on Monday mornings. So I'm also throughout this podcast going to give you some action steps. So the first action step, if you're listening, if you have an iPhone, uh, please pull it out and look at the clock on your phone. You'll see that there's a bedtime option at the bottom. Click on that and you can set a bedtime and wake up time alarm. So most of us just set up a wake up, set a wake up alarm, but we don't have a bedtime alarm. So I set my bedtime alarm for about 30 minutes before I want to be to sleep so that my alarm, so my alarm is actually set for 930. This alarm reminds me that if I'm not already in bed, that I need to be wrapping things up and get into bed. My goal is to be already in bed and reading before my 9.30 bedtime reminder goes off. 
But if I'm not, then my alarm reminds me that it's time to do that. I then read with the goal to be asleep before my 10 p.m. scheduled sleep time. And then for tip number two, create a sleep environment. Your bedroom should be quiet, dark, cool, and comfortable. If you live in a noisy outdoor space like a city or close to a road, then try a white noise machine to block out those other noises that may keep you up. You may also want to consider blackout curtains or a sleep, uh, sleep eye mask. Natural light is a powerful cue to tell our brains when it's time to wake up. And if your sleep schedule requires you to sleep during some daylight hours, these items will be essential. Uh, so what um, is the best temperature to keep your bedroom uh, to help with sleep? Yeah, so uh, for your bedroom temperature, uh, Harvard Sleep Study states that it should be between 60 to 75 degrees. So for some, that could be too low or too high, right? So, but somewhere in that range, I actually prefer a temperature more in the high 60s and at most low 70s. I like it cool enough that I need a light blanket or at least a sheet. Um, also, you'll want a comfortable mattress, pillows, and bedding. Yes, absolutely. I totally agree with that. Um, I have a silk pillowcase that I've been using for years, actually. Um, you know, I got it originally because it just feels softer. And on my face, you know, when you wake up with a cotton pillowcase, like you can see like the creases on your face. Mm -hmm. And with the silk pillowcase, it's just it's just softer. And I didn't wake up with those like, you know, funny creases on my face. And I just got so used to it. It's better. I feel like for my hair as well, like my hair doesn't get as tangly. Um, I absolutely love it. It's one of my favorite things. I highly recommend it as kind of a, more even as a beauty trick. It's like a cheap beauty trick because I consider awesome. it just better for my skin and my hair um, as well as for my sleep. I've often thought that I, I need to take take that tip from you and get a silk pillowcase. I've yet to do you it, should. but it's something that I do want to do. Well, put it and, on your and, Amazon, put it in your little Amazon yes, cart and uh, yeah, make it work. <laughs> So, and then for everybody listening, an action step. Oh, my doggie's saying hello. Hi, puppy. <laughs> so, evaluate your sleeping space. Evaluate your sleeping space. And is it a quiet, dark, cool, and comfortable? And if not, what changes can you make? I recommend adding the needed items to your shopping list or just as Heather said on your Amazon uh, shopping cart. And for tip three, create a soothing pre-sleep ritual and avoid stressful, stimulating activities before bed. As I mentioned, I have a 9.30 bedtime alarm. This alarm is to remind me that it's time to start my soothing pre-sleep ritual of reading. I love to read right before bed. It helps me relax, unwind, and slowly drift to sleep. My mom's evening ritual, and has been for many years, is to take a bath before bed. It's that natural rise and then fall in your body's temperature from a bath that promotes drowsiness. You could even choose this as a time for meditation. Most importantly, though, you want to avoid stressful and stimulating activities. Some examples of stressful activities include replying to work emails, tackling a work project, having difficult conversations with family, save all of that for earlier in your day. Um, some stimulating activities to avoid include exercising within a few hours of bedtime, uh, watching TV that heightens your emotions like a drama or a mystery or reality TV where people are treating each other badly, 
All of these things can cause your body to secrete the stress hormone called cortisol, which is associated with increased alertness. And exercise can help with sleep. Just try not to do it within a few hours of bedtime. So an action step for this tip is if you if uh, work is consistently creeping into your family and sleep time, it may be time to reevaluate if this is the best long term appointment plan for you. And if not, start actively looking for a new job. Commit to turning off the TV and electronics before bed and replace these activities with a more soothing, sleep inducing activity. What is your uh, sleep inducing activity that you do right before bed, Heather? Well, I also just want to say real quick before I tell you that I go to bed later than you. I'm definitely more of a night owl. Um, I love to go to bed at midnight and get up at nine o'clock. I love a good eight or nine hours of sleep. I know you're more around like seven or eight. Um, so I think everybody needs to pay attention to what their uh, individual rhythm is and, yeah. and just and, and, and try not to force yourself into somebody else's rhythm, you know, just, Absolutely. you know, go with what, what feels right for your body as much as possible, knowing that some people have to get up a little earlier or, or uh, whatever because of their work schedule, but, but try to, try to roll with your rhythm as best you can. Um, but the things that I do pretty much every night before I go to bed is I always brush my teeth and then I have a lavender vanilla um, body lotion that I use actually on my hands um, after I wash my hands before I brush my teeth. Um, but then, so then I'll, I'll put some on my hands and maybe a little bit on my neck um, and shoulders and like give myself a little like massage. Um, and I also have blackout shades at home that I use religiously. I love those. Um, and when I travel, I do use a sleep mask at home. I don't because of the blackout shades, but, um, inevitably when I travel, um, the boys are always up before I am. So I use my, my, uh, sleep mask there, or there's like those, um, you know, the fire alarm is, is, uh, blinking in your eye in a hotel uh, room. So I always have my sleep mask. And sometimes I even bring, uh, my silk pillowcase when I'm traveling because it's kind of like my security blanket. Um, so I would call, yeah, I definitely would call that like my little security blanket at home as well. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my routine. Uh, funny story from last night, uh, my husband who I've been married to for, 527 years now <laughs> or 27 years, so, you know, 500, you know, something, something like that. Um, but we have, uh, I always put our down comforter between our faces because he blows this puff of air when he sleeps. And so, so I, rather than have him blow my face all night long, it's fine if my back is to him, but rather than have him blow face all night long. I, uh, I put a little blanket between our faces. Um, and last <laughs> night I did it. This is so funny, Trish. So last night I did it and he go, he was half asleep and he goes, I can't breathe. I go, I know. And I put it in his face even more. <laughs> <laughs> I know we're both like half asleep. He's like, I can't breathe. I'm like, I know. Like that's, that's what 27 years of marriage is like. So yeah, um, bliss. Pure bliss. Well, thank thank you for those tips. Those were all great. Yeah. I love those. That was a really good one. Uh, and thank you all for listening to our Paid to Be Perfect Summer Series podcast. Know that this is what works for us, but you're you. So take from us what feels right and make it your own, however that looks for your version of perfect. Ask us questions or give us your ideas for what you want to hear. And please like and follow our Paid to Be Perfect podcast. It's on Apple, Spotify, and Google. Or even better, check us out on our Instagram account at Heather and Trish which now has a link to our podcast in the bio. And we're working on other cool direct links of our favorite things that you can access from our IG bio as well. And we'll have lots of photos and ongoing tips in the IG stories. And we're also on Facebook and Twitter. 
So stay tuned for next week's podcast. Keep following for more info about our book, Tentatively Due Out This Fall. And remember, you're perfect. <laughs>